0: reading tonight is from 1 Corinthians, chapter 1, on page 1144 of the Church Bibles. That's 1144, 1 Corinthians, chapter 1. Paul, called to be an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God and our brother Sosthenes to the Church of God in Corinth, to those sanctified in Christ Jesus, and called to be his holy people, together with all those everywhere who call on the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, their Lord and ours. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I always thank my God for you because of his grace given you in Christ Jesus. For in him you have been enriched in every way, with all kinds of speech and with all knowledge. God thus confirming our testimony about Christ among you. Therefore you do not lack any spiritual gift as you eagerly wait for our Lord Jesus Christ to be revealed. He will also keep you firm to the end so that you will be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful who has called you into fellowship with his son Jesus Christ our Lord. This is God's word.
1: Evening, everybody. Let's imagine it's New Year's Eve, and two people are watching the clock as it ticks towards midnight. The first happens to be called Naomi, and the second is called Mara. And as they eagerly wait uh, for 2022 to roll by, they're reflecting on the year that has gone. And Mara, the second woman, she's being a bit of a downer. Everything is doom and gloom, um, everything is not quite right, even the mold wine doesn't taste. Uh, quite what it should so Naomi attempts to steer the conversation in a different direction Uh, she says but what are you thankful for this year that it's nearly over Mara replies now um, the point of that little story is not that we can never be miserable there is a lot to lament about 2021 and if you happen to be in that space right now You don't have to pretend otherwise. There's no room for fake Christian smiles here. But if we can't, if when we're looking back at 2021, there's nothing that we can say thank you for, then something is definitely wrong. Now, um, we're starting a series in 1 Corinthians and Paul is writing to a group of Christians living in a big first century Greek city called Corinth. And so they're clearly not waiting for 2022 to arrive, but they are waiting for something. Verses 7 and 8. They were eagerly waiting for the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. And you know that day is coming, right? You know that day is coming. As surely as the seconds ticked towards the start of the new year, so time marches relentlessly towards the return of Jesus, it's going to happen. One day we will be going about our normal day-to-day business. We'll be brushing our teeth or picking up the kids from school, and suddenly it will happen. Jesus will be there. That's the day we're waiting for, and each new year brings us closer to his return. But how do we wait for that return? Not like Mara of bitterness, just wanting it all to be over. No, through Paul, the Holy Spirit has given us these verses so that we might join with Paul with a heart of thankfulness. And here we find three reasons for us to be thankful until the Lord returns. Firstly, we can be thankful because we belong. Now, I'm going to read the first uh, three verses in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 1. And as I do, I'd like you to count all the possessive words, words like uh, his, our, and of. So here we go. Paul calls to be an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God and our brother Sosthenes to the church of God in Corinth. To those sanctified in Christ Jesus and called to be his holy people, together with all those everywhere who call on the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, their Lord and ours. Grace and peace to you from God, our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. How many did you get? Quite a few. Yeah, I, I mean, I... Yeah, I ended up with nine, um, but I, I don't want to debate grammar with, the, <laughs> with you all. Um, there are other intricacies in these verses, but the, the impact of all these possessive words is one big reminder. You belong. You belong. I mean, Paul, who originally preached the gospel to the Christians in Corinth, he belongs. He belongs to God. He didn't set himself up as a teacher. Uh, He um, didn't kind of build a pedestal for himself. Rather, he is an apostle. Someone sent, as we read in verse 1. Sent by Christ Jesus, by the will of God. And that's really good for us to remember as we start this book. These aren't just the opinions of a man. If we were just reading opinions, then... We could kind of take the bits that we like and we could discard the bits that we don't like. If these were just the opinions of a man, then we could pay attention when the preacher's being interesting or we could zone out when he's not. But Paul belongs to God. He was appointed as an apostle with the authority, the unique authority as someone who speaks for Jesus. And this fact demands our undivided attention. And our unswerving obedience. Paul belongs to God, and the church belongs to God. We read in verse 2 of the church of God in Corinth. That church there, it didn't belong to Paul, didn't belong to any of the other teachers that were in that congregation. This church here doesn't belong to any of the leadership. Um, Maybe uh, if we occasionally use the phrase, my church. We should probably be careful about what we mean by that. As in Corinth, so in Banstead. This is not my church, this is God's church. It is good for us to be reminded of what that means. Verse 2 gives us a couple of descriptions that remind us of who belongs to God's church. First description in verse 2, those sanctified in Christ Jesus and called to be his holy people. To be sanctified, it means to be made holy, to be set apart. In the same way that your mother might have some special crockery that she is set apart for when guests show up. So God has special people that he is set apart for when he shows up. Now, don't get the idea that God only lets holy people into his church. Um, Yes, there should be an ever-increasing polish and shine to the crockery that God has set apart. But none of us started off that way. We've all got cracks, chips and blemishes, but God loves to make broken things new. Despite your cracks, if you are a work of progress in God's hands, you belong to his church. If you're being sanctified, if you're being made holy, if you've been set apart by God, You belong to his church. And God's church is a collection of people who are attached to the Lord Jesus. Notice that we are sanctified, made holy in Christ Jesus. And then we have the second description of who belongs to God's church. In verse 2, all those everywhere who call on the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, their Lord and ours. He is the Lord Jesus Christ, regardless of what we or anyone else thinks of him. Um, A new year rolls in, an old year is left behind, but he doesn't change. His name does not change. Some people may use that name as a curse. Others may uh, relegate that name to the irrelevance of history. Still, others may use the name Jesus on a Sunday, but refuse to call him Lord on a Monday. These people in doing so show that they are not part of God's church. But if you will call on his name, help me, save me. If you will call on his name, Lord, help me, save me, rule me. Then you can be sure that you are part of God's church. And you could even do that for the first time this evening as is going to become clear in future weeks, the Christians in Corinth, they'd lost sight of the fact that they belonged to God, and and we should never make the same error. Sadly, this world is just full of shut doors and rejection, and, and it really does feel painful to feel like an outsider. Maybe for you, the kind of Christmassy Um, feeling of uh, family around the dining room table in perfect harmony and unity is just a million miles away from reality. But in these verses, in God's church, we find true belonging. Unconditional acceptance, unquestioning grace. This is a place that you can really belong. So, um, I mean, isn't that one reason to be one great reason to be thankful in 2022, and every year until Christ returns, we belong. Let's have another reason to be thankful. We are gifted. That's the second reason to be thankful. We are gifted. 2022 only began yesterday, I think, um, but don't many of us feel tired already? The days, weeks, and months, they just stretch before us, and it, and it feels like a lot. I'm asking myself, am I up for the task of the challenges that lie ahead? Is this church up for the task? Are you, or has the gauge entered the red with no petrol station in sight? If you're thinking that way, then hear then verses 4 to 7. And as I read them, notice what the church has been given. I always thank my God for you because of his grace given you in Christ Jesus. For in him you have been enriched in every way, with all kinds of speech and with all knowledge. God thus confirming our testimony about Christ among you. Therefore you do not lack any spiritual gift. As you eagerly wait for our Lord Jesus Christ to be revealed. Paul is thankful here and he wants um, the Corinthian church and us to join in in being thankful too. He's specifically thankful for what God has given. But what is that? Firstly, grace. God has given grace. I always thank my God for you because of his grace given you in Christ Jesus. Do you know what grace is? G-R-A-C-E, God's riches at Christ's expense. G-R-A-C-E, God's riches at Christ's expense. Jesus' bank account drained so that ours can be filled. Jesus' petrol tank run dry so that ours can overflow. I know somebody who's got a three-strikes rule for Christmas cards. She's got a list of people who might receive a card from her each year. But if you fail to return a card in any given year, you get a little mark against your name. Three years in a row, and you're off. No card for you. Um, I, I smile, but I didn't send any cards this year, so she's better than me. Ask yourself how many marks are against your name on God's list. How many times have you failed to respond to what he's told you in his word? How many times have you pushed him to one side? It's a lot of marks. But grace. God's riches At Christ's expense means that all of these marks are scratched into the cross, and there they are erased by Jesus' death and resurrection. Not only does grace mean all those marks gone, but it means that all of Christ's riches are yours. Grace, God's riches at Christ's expense. If you are in Christ Jesus, as the verse says. Verse 4. In other words, if you are on Jesus' team, then this grace is yours. But God's grace is also more specific in these verses. What God has given us is also more specific. He has given the church spiritual gifts. Verse 5 says that we've been enriched in every way. And then we're given two specific examples. All kinds of speech and with all knowledge. In the church in Corinth, these particular gifts were claimed by some who wanted to kind of gather a following for themselves. But even in this thanksgiving, Paul is offering a very subtle correction. He's, it's like he's saying to these people, um, you people that think you're so important. Don't you realize that these are not abilities to be boasting in. These are gifts to be thankful for. And it's also like he's saying, the purpose of these gifts is not for you to gather a following for yourself. Rather, have a look at what I'm going to say in verse 6. God thus confirming our testimony about Christ among you. The purpose of gifts of speaking and understanding is to confirm what the apostles have already said about Jesus. That's the purpose, to confirm what the apostles have already said about Jesus. In our context, this would mean people who who speak and offer wisdom that helps us understand what God has already said in here. These are people who are gifted to help us understand and live the Bible. It's applying and explaining what the apostles have already said. And and I don't know about you, but I am so thankful for people in this church who speak the Bible to me. And I don't just mean from the pulpit. But of course, it's not only these two gifts that God has given to the church. Verse 7, therefore you do not lack any spiritual gift as you eagerly wait for our Lord Jesus Christ to be revealed. We're going to see this later in the book, but um, spiritual gifts are given for two main reasons, to exalt Christ and to build up his body, the church. To exalt Christ, to build up his body. Um, Spiritual gifts may be dramatic, like healing or speaking, um, or they may be fairly undramatic, like discernment, serving or helping. There's no exhaustive list in the Bible, but you can be sure of this. If you are part of God's church, if you belong to God's church, you are gifted. Prophecy, serving, teaching, encouraging, giving, leadership, mercy, words of wisdom and knowledge, faith, healing, miraculous powers, distinguishing between spirits, speaking and interpreting tongues, admin. God has equipped every believer with a gift to exalt Christ and equip the body. As we enter 2022, and every year until Christ returns, be thankful of this. We do not lack any spiritual gift. I I feel utterly insufficient to meet the challenges of 2022. It seems to have um, snuck up on me before I've really had a chance to recover from 2021. But my petrol tank is not empty. As Shaq said this morning, God has given us everything we need. And I want us to get specific on this point. It's not that God has given you, John, every spiritual gift, or you, Andrew, every spiritual gift, or you, Adrian, every spiritual gift, or you, Hazel, every spiritual gift, as gifted as those four individuals are. Rather, God has given you Christchurch, every spiritual gift and that's quite an important difference together there is no gift that we lack we all need each other if we're going to meet the challenges of 2022 we need to do it together if you focus on your own thing your own ministry your own family your own problems your tank is going to run dry and your brother or sister's tank is going to run dry too So let's do this year together as church, in fellowship, in small and local groups, in one-to-ones, in teams. And let's be thankful because God has gifted us. Our petrol tank is not empty. Uh, Let's have one final reason to be thankful in 2022. From verses eight and nine, we are kept. We can be thankful because we are kept. These are such precious words, but before I read those verses, let me tell you a little bit about what was going on in the church in Corinth. Fighting and uh, dividing over their favourite leaders, boasting that they thought they knew more than Paul did and the other apostles, suing each other, prostitution, their order of service was... um, non-existence. They just made it up as they went. Getting drunk at the Lord's Supper while the poor starved. One guy was even sleeping with his mother-in-law, and the church position on that was, so what? (laughs) This church was a mess, like the messiest church that we find in the Bible. And be in no doubt that over the next few chapters, Paul is going to bring some gospel truth down on them like a ton of bricks. None of that is okay. But still, he is thankful for them. Still, he says of our gracious God in verse 8, He will also keep you firm to the end, so that you will be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful, who has called you into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. If that's not undeserved grace, then I don't know what is. Our God is more faithful than you are. Our God is more faithful than you are. That is so good to hear. You may stray in 2022, but God isn't going anywhere you may fall into sin but he will be right there to pick you up your loyalty may waver but he is 100 percent committed to you he has called you into fellowship with his son and when god calls there is no force in the whole universe in all of creation that can possibly say no if he has called you you are his weak christian Messy Christian, failing Christian, be thankful of this. Do you know my son decided last week that, um, that sitting up and crawling was was too boring, and uh, ever since he's been trying to find things, um, objects, sofas, people, which he can climb up on so he can get to his feet. So we've been doing that thing where I hold to his fingers and we sort of slowly kind of hobble around trying to get to the other end of the room and he like he's so unstable his knees are kind of going everywhere doing his best Elvis impression and uh, he's going he's going to stumble he's going to fall there's no way he can reach the other side of the room on his own but I will not I will not let him fall I will not let him fall In the same way, God will keep you firm. He will hold you, stumbling, tripping up, failing, all the way through 2022 and through every year until Christ returns. When Christ returns, you will be blameless, not because you are faithful, but because God is. Be thankful because we are kept. 1 Corinthians is going to be a really helpful read. The Holy Spirit inspired Paul to uh, to write it, both in response to a letter that um, the Corinthian church wrote to him, particular questions they had, and also as a reaction to troubling reports that Paul had received from other believers. But while it's written to them in a particular situation, it's for us at times we're going to get some gospel truth dropped on us like a ton of bricks our mess is going to be called out into the light of the gospel the wisdom of individualism is uh, going to uh, of, of this world is going to be shattered by the wisdom of heaven and the unity of the body of Christ uh, but just for now let's focus on what we've read and be thankful as we look ahead into 2022 and every year until Christ returns, we belong. We are gifted. We are kept. Let's be thankful for that. Let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for your grace. Thank you for giving us your, your riches at Christ's expense. Thank you that we belong even when we feel left out of, uh, of anything else in this life. Thank you that we belong to your church if we're in Christ. Thank you that you have gifted and are gifting us. Thank you that you are giving us the spiritual resources we need. Thank you that we are kept. Lord, we pray that you would teach us gratitude even when we are facing challenges.